If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Today's episode of The Instance is brought to you by Doghouse Systems, where right now, if you use the code FROGPANTS, check out this deal, dude. You get a 250 gigabyte SSD drive in addition to the one that comes with your default system. That's a free 250 gig SSD drive, which is redundant because that stands for solid state. No, solid state drive drive. (laughs) Don't listen to me. Just go over to to, to doghousesystems.com and get a brand new awesome gaming rig right now. The best money can buy and get that free drive. Use the code FROGPANTS at checkout at doghousesystems.com. I'm just curious, Scott. Do you like fish sticks? You're listening to The Instance. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Instance, episode 440. It's the 440 episode. Today's March 4th, 2016. I'm Scott Johnson. There lies Patrick Beja from France. Hello, Patrick. Well, Finland. Lies? Yeah. That's... That's that got a weird turn all of a sudden. I'm just going a little Isn't Shakespeare like, today, a little Shakespeare for you. All right, you don't like that? Ah, come on. He's well, no, it's just lies. It implies that I'm dead, doesn't oh, it? Uh, oh, does it? Maybe it does. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Here lies. Oh yeah, yeah you're right, because it'd be like a, a tombstone. Here lies Patrick Beja. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, great lover <laughs> of all things Blizzard and a friend of the frogs with pants on. There you go. I dare you to put that on your tombstone. Do you guys do tombstones over there? Or do you just cremate everybody? What's going on in Europe these days? Because you're out of room, right? You can't just uh, I think, bury. You can't. I think we. No, no, no. We do. We do do. We do do tombstones. Uh, and I think uh, even if you do creep, what are what are we talking about? I don't know. I'm just curious because, like over here, we have so much land left to bury people that traditionally speaking, it's it's not necessarily. It's just kind of a foregone conclusion that most people get buried. In the in Europe, no, you, yeah, there's yeah. no room left. You guys, it's just corpse to corpse, head to foot, everywhere, right? I think in the in in Finland, uh, you cremate people, but in France, you definitely bury them most of the time. Um, and there's room left because you take the old ones out oh. at some point. Oh, you like, do? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, you're out of here. Is that true? I so. Really? <laughs> I think so. Oh, wow, weird. All right. Well, culturally speaking, we're not ready for that yet. We think that's some sort of hallowed ground and if you dug up your relative's bones that you're desecrating his his resting place or something maybe i don't know honestly i i i haven't really thought about it all that much (laughs) if i'm if we're being completely honest about you know this conversation yeah might be might be making things up yeah today's episode all about internment death and uh what the body does after it goes in the ground Uh, before we do any of that, though, let's talk briefly before we get to what little there is to talk about in World of Warcraft. There is some a few things I want to talk about, including some emails. But there's some uh, there's some some Twitter sharing going on by uh, Zoe Bowie there, the director of Duncan Jones, the director of the Warcraft movie. And he's showing off all these set uh, photos. And many of them are like, oh, they've hand constructed part of Stormwind. And also over here to the left is a big green screen, probably showing some you know, far off in the distance elements that are that are put in later or whatever. 
But I guess I wanted to bring these up because I'm slightly surprised how practical effecty it looks. Everyone's so worried about it being a giant CGI fest. And I think this bodes well for, you know, hand-constructed sets and nicely detailed throne rooms and costumes and, you know, scenery and stuff. It's good, right? Yeah, yeah. It looks okay. Um, it It's... I, I still think, you know, it's... Uh, it's going to be difficult to tell. I think we have an email about this uh, mm. later, yeah. but it's going to be difficult to tell until we actually see it in the movie. Because nowadays, I'm telling you, man, these movies, they film something and then after they, they do their technological magic with it, it looks completely different. Yeah. Are you, so are you, telling, me, are you telling me that wasn't a real bear uh, chewing up Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio in that there Revenant movie? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, my God. I didn't know that that was coming up when I went to see the movie. And that is... <laughs> It was violent. It was something else, man. That was a scene. Whew. It was, you know, it was it, for some reason we've seen many a, you know, CGI scene in the past. But for some reason, this one really struck me that it was like, oh, my God, we are at a point where, you know, we can see stuff like we can we can make this stuff on the screen the way it probably actually happens when it happens. Yeah. But we would never be able to film this unless you're some kind of sadistic filmmaker. Exactly. Um, and you want your you actor know, to die. I, I, it's amazing. I don't know why. I don't know why it didn't uh, strike me as, you know, it didn't do the same effect when you're like, you see spaceships and Star Wars and aliens. It's like, oh, yeah, that's made up stuff. But this, it probably happens like this when someone gets mauled. Yeah. And it's this. I walked anyway. I walked out of there a little bit like I did when I saw Jurassic Park for the first time. I went, "Oh my gosh, look what we can do now." Like that is really really insane. And and I like the approach in that movie as well as Mad Max and others where it's more of a subtle like effects are less about big flashy entire scenes and it's more like these subtle additions that you don't really notice. That's that's in my opinion the future of this stuff is to to make it so good mm-hmm. you don't even question it. Like if you would have told me all right, well, that's really a bear, and Leo's got a bunch of meat <laughs> attached to him, and he's a trained bear to know that he can't get into the flesh of the dude. <laughs> like, you, I may have believed you. Like, it's that realistic yeah. looking. It's, it's so bad. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. But, you know, yeah, um, yeah. getting back to the Warcraft thing, I mean, I think those look pretty good, honestly. There is, you're right, there's a lot of practical stuff. There are um, elements of the, the Stormwind City where you have the, the you know, the board uh, the the alliance board with all of the notices and you have a bunch of stuff in there. It's actually there. And there's, you know, the wanted hogger poster, which is going to make everyone super happy. Uh, you know, everyone who knows the game super happy. There's a bunch of stuff. The, 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 I think it's the throne room. Is it? I mean, it's the, the inside of the castle yeah. of the Stormwind castle. Yeah. Uh, it looks amazing. It looks really good. And it's the same tones and colors as the, the ones in the movie. Yeah. Um, there's a big, table there which shouldn't be there i'm you know <laughs> guessing that everyone in the movie uh it, you know everyone who's seen who's played the game and sees that is like well actually there shouldn't be a table in that room at that point but yeah. anyway it yeah. looks it looks amazing yeah and it's fun to see him on so. set like telling people what to do and you know directing as directors do um <laughs> so yeah it's really cool people should check it out yeah this overhead stormwind keep throne room thing man look at that. yeah it does look it does look good. Yeah. So anyway, we'll talk more about the movie with a question we have a little bit later. And as it turns out, <clears throat> today is a lot about your feedback. <clears throat> if you're following the World of Warcraft world at all, you know that things are very, very quiet 
right now. Uh, I was taking a task a little bit. Maybe we can talk about this for a second. But I was taking a task for not wanting to talk about the uh, the water strider mount that quit. They made it so it quit walking on water, uh, and everyone flipped out and had a cow. And I felt like, and they've changed. This has all been reverted now. Now everyone's happy again. They get their they get their water strider back the way they wanted it. I guess. Am I saying the right words? Water strider. I think. Anyway, whatever. It's the mount. It's like the bug that rides on the water. And the whole reason people earned that mount was, well, a lot of the reason was, oh, and look, this one can go on water, uh, which is great, especially if you're doing certain quests and things. Uh, then they took it out in the PTR, and everyone threw a rod, and now it's back. And I guess I just looked at it and went, well, this is just another one of those, I don't know, this is one of those things. We can weigh in on it, but I don't have the mount. If people really are upset about it, they should say something, and they did, and they got it changed. I just felt like much ado about nothing to me. But Patrick, you it can feels, yeah, yeah it, set me right. Am I wrong? Feel, no, no, no. I will. I will. In this instance, agree with you. It feels like the. I mean, this doesn't feel like it rises to the level of news. That I mean, it was much smaller than the issue with the vulture mountain in Hots that got your panties in a bunch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And because that one actually affected gameplay in a sense that people were smurfing and throwing off the MMR, and it was a huge issue for the game. This, it doesn't thing. feel like it's it, not it even on the, the level of yeah. Action. It's not even the level of hey, you can't fly in Warlords until uh, right. Yeah, exactly. Way later, it's like that's, that. that's yeah. a bigger deal than this. So anyway, I'm listen. I'm personally glad that everybody who wanted to be able to ride on water on that dumb bug, I am so happy you got your thing. <laughs> I really am. I think that's awesome. You you got it. Maybe that was the reason you got it. And now it's the way it's supposed to be. That's how it should be. That's awesome. But sending me emails telling me that I'm in Blizzard's back pocket because I won't talk about the water strider is a little, a little extreme. And you know who you are. All right. Patrick, <laughs> let's get into this. So there's very little in the way of news. There's a ton of patch notes on the PTR, blah, 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 blah. But I wanted to dig deep into the mailbag today. We, we tend to accumulate a bunch of Warcraft questions that we don't always get to. And I thought this would be a good time of the show for us to tear through some of these uh, before we yeah, discuss good. the other Less news and yeah, more emails. More news from you is what we'll call it. News from the people. Uh, let's start with this one. Some of these are kind of hard questions. So it's going to be interesting to see where we land on this stuff. Eric wrote in, says, hi, Scott. Or guys, rather. Why did I say Scott? I don't know. Wondering if you feel like I do that Legion is a make-or-break moment for Blizzard as this at this stage of the game. They really need to nail this expansion, or could it be, uh, or could, or it could be it for a lot of players. Is a weird sentence. Eleven years in, it's time for something that feels truly fresh. Or am I afraid players will stop caring in large numbers? I don't know what he means by that. Anyway, thoughts. I guess his point is they have to nail this expansion. It has to be really good. And more importantly, the word I pulled out of there was fresh. It needs to feel like something very new to do for a lot of these players. Because I think at some point, uh, an 11-year-old game can't survive on you know the same seven ingredients. I always say that about Taco Bell. If you go to Taco Bell, anything you buy is the seven, same seven ingredients. It's like Warcraft at some point are the same 50 mechanics. There's about 50. You can mix and match them. You can get out of the poop. You can get in the poop. You can... Uh, <laughs> You can tank the dude. You can off-tank the dude. You can stack, uh, get stacks. You can go get rid of those stacks. You can stay out of the thing. Like, it's yeah, at some point, and, I'm just, and that's just rating. At some point, you kind of, with the current setup, with the current engine, you kind of start running out of new things to do for players that are veterans. Yeah. I think, so, 
there are a couple of things to unpack in this in this question um, about the things you can do, the different elements, the different ingredients. Uh, there there are things like you know channeled spells and targeted spells and AOE spells and you know with this you can vary gameplay a little bit for each individual class and I would argue that to an extent what I have seen of the demon hunter adds something a little bit it adds um, uh, untargeted. Uh, abilities basically you just have to aim like you would in an action game and that's a little bit of something new i think sure. uh, they always do add new stuff to do like uh, the the pet battles and the um uh, garrisons and the, there there are new systems in every expansion um this time it's going to be the um the guild holes and the artifacts there there are new stuff but you do have to be extremely careful with wanting to make the game feel you're saying fresh. I think it means different, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, you, you, yeah. Um, it, it is a very careful, uh, you know, a very dangerous thing to do because when people play wow, sure. You're going to say, I want to do something different if you're very involved in it, or if you have, uh, you know, I don't know, some people are going to want to, to do something quote unquote different, but those people, even those people might not be happy with the different thing they get because you know what you have. You don't know what you're going to get if it's going to change. And the people coming back, and there's a lot of people coming back, they're coming back expecting to play WoW. And if you give them, I don't know, uh, Heroes of the Storm, they're not going to be happy. Of course, this is an extreme example. I know but, what you mean, right, uh, right, right. Right. So it's it's a very difficult, you know, uh, uh line to walk uh if you change things too much it's going to be too different if you change things too little it's going to be boring so i don't think they should make something completely different they should should do little touches here and there to refresh the experience and i think they're doing that um and they've been doing that for expansions for a long time when you're saying eric it's a is it a, a make or break moment i think almost Every expansion for the past five years has been kind of a make or break moment. I don't think this one is more uh, of that than the, the previous ones. There are people in the chat room who seem to agree with Eric that this is a, if they don't nail this, that everyone goes away. My problem is, what does that, what does that mean? Define what people mean by nail this. Like, does it mean reach everyone's expectations of what they used to like, what they currently like, what they think they might like? Like, it's, it is almost insurmountable to think about the broad the broad number of desires players think they have that Blizzard might be able to fix for everyone in one single expansion and one fell swoop. And it doesn't work that way. So I, I don't, I don't know what quite to expect. I guess, I guess what I, I, the part I would say that where I'm kind of with Eric and some of the chat room would be they're at a weird place right now, right? Like they, they came out strong with Warlords. It looked like, oh my gosh, best couple of first weeks of an expansion ever. This is amazing. And then things got real weird real quick, and that expansion fizzled pretty hard for a lot of people. So they're in this position of having, you know, probably the most, they're the most quiet on the PR front. They are, there's not a lot of talk going on. Occasionally this, you know, you'll get a tweet or you'll get a whatever. But this is very quiet compared to previous years. And maybe you can speak to some of this. I don't know. Um but the uh, uh, given your experience, but it, the 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 point we're at right now is now they're at their all time low numbers, not all time low, but lowest they've been, you know, since they crested. They have a lot to prove if they want to 
retain, you know, 5 million people and uh, or make the ones that are coming back happy. I I don't know, man. Like it's it's, for me, I don't I am never going to pretend like I have an easy answer for this because I think it's infinitely complicated for an 11 year old game to do what Eric wants, to do what we all think we want and to still have it be their vision and have them make what they want, because ultimately I want to play what they want me to play because they've really, you know, they give me a lot of great things to play. So I trust Blizzard in this yeah. regard. But at the same time, they have a lot to prove. So I don't know. That was a lot of rambling, but you kind of get my point. It's They're, they're at yeah, a different I, place now than they were, say, right before, I don't know, Cataclysm or something. Like, it's a different world. Well, yeah, for sure. For sure. It's, it is it is infinitely uh, uh, more difficult for them now than it was five years ago. Absolutely. Um, I'd be curious to try and understand what people mean when they say uh, people are going to stop caring in large numbers when, when in the chat room, they're saying, yeah, it is a, 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 you know, a make or break expansion. How, how much more is it going to break? We went from 10, what, what was it? 10 million Mm -hmm. um, at the beginning of this expansion to a little under six or a little over five. Now people are already leaving, right? I, I don't think all of a sudden because this expansion you know, doesn't uh, uh, doesn't meet our expectations. It's going to go down to one million. Uh, that I don't think. It, people who are still in now are people who have been playing on the same content for what a year. Yeah, I can't. Maybe not a year. It's it, I, that's that's it's not that long. But you know, so it's getting there. I don't. <laughs> it's almost a yeah. year, but isn't. When was when was uh, the latest the last patch? I when wanna, did it come I out? I want to say that was. Uh, oh gosh, I don't know. Actually, <laughs> someone in the chat could probably tell us, but it was pro- it's it's we're pushing a year since the last content patch. It's got to be because it's yeah, it, it certainly feels like it. So yeah. I mean, people people who are um, uh, yeah, it's it's June twenty fifteen patch six point two. Which was June 2015, right? Okay, so we're creeping up on it. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think all of a sudden people, if if the expansion doesn't work out, they're gonna. I I don't know. I don't think the the it's I don't think it's more make make or break than it's been in the past, but it's a steady decline, and I don't think it's gonna. The best they can do is uh, make that decline as slow as possible. Right. No, I completely agree, and I think this this. Expansion, from what I've seen of it, will do. Will go a great uh, length at doing that. I just yeah. don't know what. I don't know if it's got the the staying power that people are hoping for. And again, it's such a relative question. It's so many people with so many varying degrees of expectation. I don't think there's any. Well, I think answer. the big problem, the big problem we have now, and I think everyone is has honed in on this. It's a ridiculous. It's it was a ridiculously low amount of content for the expansion we have now, mm-hmm. and it's a ridiculously long time between the last expansion and and this one for the amount of content we have now. Yeah. It's it's the, more or less the same amount of time I think uh, between all of the expansions, but for this one, there's so little content in the pre- previous one that it's it feels. Uh, a lot worse do you think so. they were trying to get us used to this is just a theory and i'm not i don't have any reason to think this is true or not true but do you think that the the lack of content for warlords post-release was them trying to get us used to a world where that's the case you know what i mean no, like i think it was i think it was them and they've said so that it was them uh planning on making the expansions come out a lot faster i don't know what happened with legion but uh so it's the thing is you have 
you're trying to bake an expansion and to make it as good as you try as you can, right? Yeah, like and a real you're, cake, you're like an planning. actual cake in our lives. We want our cakes to like be baked actual. well. Sure. You want the cake to be delicious. Yes. You want the cake to be really wonderful. <laughs> and you you already made the, the chocolate uh, hazelnut cake. So you're not going to make the, the same one to deliver to your to your uh, player base. You want to try a different cake. And you, you have this idea that you want to make a vanilla uh, uh, coconut cake. And you think, yes, it's going to be awesome. That vanilla coconut cake is going to be amazing. So you you try it out and you're in the kitchen with all of your uh, uh, cook friends and you're like, yes, we could add this a little bit more of that. And we do a little bit more butter and, and, and it, it's not tasting as awesome as you thought it was going to be. And you thought the research was going to take four weeks and you're like, yes, in four weeks, we're going to take, we're going to have that cake ready, but you're creeping up on the fourth week and you're like, you know what? It's okay. It's a cake. It's got sugar and butter and 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 stuff, but it's it's not tasting awesome. So you you keep trying and you keep trying different things, yeah. and all of a sudden you realize it's been two months since the last cake you had, and people are getting super hungry. So at that point you have a you have a choice, right? Lots of companies would say just, you know, never mind. F this. We're just going to put out the cake we have. Yeah. And people are going to eat it and it's going to be fine. It's sugar, whatever. It's really difficult to hold off and keep working on that freaking cake that everyone wants to eat. <laughs> and, and people are giving up and trying to make sure that you have the best cake possible that you can do. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the position they're in right now. Their cake or, you know, maybe it's getting there now, but it wasn't as good as, as they wanted it to be. And they had a choice. They could put out whatever they had, which would have been okay. Yeah. Or they try to work on it even longer and disappoint us as they're working on us and, and got us to, to say, ah, there's so little content. We have nothing to do. This is messed up. And still, you know, keep working and delaying that cake from coming out. So, it's a super difficult situation to be in, but a company like Blizzard is one of the only companies where they, they, they are going to keep iterating on that freaking coconut vanilla cake. Yeah. I mean, I, they, I, 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 I just think that they are in a, they're in a position, they've always been in a position of great trust in the gaming community, right? People look at Blizzard and they go, I believe that they're going to put it out when it's ready. They polish things. I mean, they, they've proven over time and time again that they're not going to put out a broken piece of garbage uh, the I know some are going to say, "What about Diablo 3's launch?" I would not call that a broken piece of garbage. I would call it a troubled launch, uh, but as otherwise solid, polished game uh, that has even gotten better over time. But my point is, they don't put out half-working, broken MMOs or whatever like you're used to from other developers. That being said, when they go almost an entire year of still charging 14.99 to everybody, but never really giving much more value they've given more value for that per month cost in the past than they are now that's just the, course, that's yeah. just the nuts and bolts of it and i don't see it yeah. as a negative thing except that that erodes some of that trust is all i'm worried about is that people are going to see that and go mm, well i how long is it going to be this next time because I, I guess i'll just you know i have a friend who just who's been with the game since the very beginning who just told me the other day he says yeah I, I canceled and i'm done with the game i said what do you mean done just tell legion no nope, i think i'm done i've been on this roller coaster enough and I asked him why, and he says, I, they've, they've had me pay for nothing over the last year. I've been paying them for, to exist. And I, feel, and I said, well, you, not really. You, you chose to pay them during that time. But he kind of has a point. It's not about the 
yeah. the the numbers. It's about the feeling he has, and that feeling's dangerous. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. No, I think the 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 problem is they they kept honestly thinking that they were going to be able to put out an expansion in a year, and they've been doing it so much. And you know, this time with Legion, they were like, "No, seriously, guy, we are going to make it this time. We we are going to put out an expansion in." you know, a year or a little bit over a year, but it's going to be faster than last time. We, we, you know, we're really sure we can make it. And yes, I think they're going to lose people and they are losing people by the, the disappointment of them not putting out more content, especially with the existing expansion being so uh, shy in content, mm -hmm. in amount of content. But the real issue is how many more people would they be losing if they put out an underwhelming expansion? Yeah, see, that's right. a that's a real, that's, that's a an, that's a very good question. It's also a really important equation for them, but it's also so hard to make tangible to your player base. And I agree with you 100. percent I think that's exactly the argument they're making, and they and it's probably the right one. And in the end, we end up getting better products from Blizzard in the history of that company when they take their time with stuff. But yeah. this that is such a hard thing to translate to angry monthly players who aren't yeah. thinking of it that way. And it's just a real PR and, problem for them, I guess. Yeah, we could talk more about the way they're communicating on WoW, which I think is a, a very different thing. I think there's a question about this later. Um, yeah. But Dice Tomato in the chat room is, is saying, uh, I know there are different divisions, but it sounds like they're pushing their efforts on Overwatch right now. Um, I can assure you that is not the way it works uh, at the company. They have independent development teams that are completely different and that have nothing to do with one another in the sense that, you know, they're not going to take time away from one to work on another. They might have, you know, strike teams that that uh, do tell that work on a specific aspect of the game when it's close to being launched or when they, when they need a small uh, amount of feedback on something. Um, but generally, the, the teams are like different studios. It's... Yeah. And that, that's, I've, I've, that's been my experience talking with some internally as well. And and the only real crossover I'm aware of outside of what you just mentioned, the strike team issues would be like, hey, we're launching Overwatch in June. So we need to get uh, Tracer in the game and get your people working on what she's going to do. And so there's that stuff, right? Like there's the crossover in the sense that, you know, the heroes team has got to put in heroes. Yeah. So the heroes team has to put Thrall oh, in. Okay. So obviously there's some some discussion and crossover about, well, what is Thrall? What's his fantasy? What's his thing going to be? Like, you can't, it's not all done in a vacuum. very light, though. Oh, yeah, very much so. very light. I don't think it's, it's like they pull out three designers from one team right. to work on that character. Exa for, I exactly. think the Heroes team does everything in Heroes. Yeah, exactly. They're basically just saying, all right, we're doing Tracer. That's the end of it. Like, they just, and then yeah. they start working on making a Tracer character working in the game like they wouldn't from any of the other franchises. So I don't, I don't think they're, I agree with That's you. They're not shifting a bunch of things around. But it is pretty apparent that whatever whatever changes are happening under the hood for the wow team specifically, they just haven't been very outward about, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff going on internally about how they're now structuring things, how they want to get the workflow going, like how, how they need change with the changing game and audience, but we just don't get to see a lot of it. And so it's easy to speculate, yeah. you know, I think if you, we can talk a little bit about communication and marketing and PR and all of this. And I do think that in that regard, uh, there is, it is lackluster from Blizzard's point of view as a whole company. You know, I don't know who works with whom anymore. I've been away from there for, I don't know, year and a half. Yeah. Um, wow. Has it been a year and a half? It already? has been a year and a half, dude. Think of that. Wow. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, no, I do think that there, I don't know, it feels, it feels more empty than it should be on the wow space. Um, it, there should be, there are stuff, there, there is stuff to talk about in the expansion. And yes, a lot of it is on the beta. And uh, so that means that journalists are a little bit less interested in some of the stuff that, but it feels like they could be doing um, more presentations about some of the features because basically what we've had from the marketing side of things from Blizzard for the expansion was the presentation, you know, that what was it? Uh, uh, Gamescom and BlizzCon, those two big moments were the moments where we got stuff. Yeah. But we didn't have any small community content or, and I understand that they're still working on a lot of it. So it's difficult to make, I don't know, a presentation video or something, but you see the other teams, the way they work, uh, all of them see, I mean, Diablo is kind of winding down already, it seems. Um, but Hearthstone and uh, Overwatch and uh, Heroes, they have very visible, active presence on for, for the community that is hungry for their content. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't believe that WoW, the game, has uh, such a... a, a a lack of content that you can't talk about it in the way that those other teams are doing. So I don't know where the disconnect is. Yeah. Uh, maybe there are some reasons that I don't understand. It's very possible. Sure. Um, but it does feel like there's an issue there in the way they're approaching, you know, the, the teams there. Maybe it's it's uh, uh, the WoW team. Maybe it's the marketing team. Maybe it's the PR team. I don't know. But the way the teams are approaching their communication seems like there is something not working there. And that's what we're feeling because there there is stuff to talk about we're just not being given anything uh about legion it's just data mining patches and that's not interesting you have to package that information somehow to get people to to discuss it yeah so and yeah. it's a i understand it's a challenge for them to to you know to package these things in interesting ways too again 11 years into it they can't really focus on a feature of the game that isn't new and crazy like artifact weapons are. And that's the thing that they've talked, you know, pretty exhaustively about. But what are you going to talk about next? Uh, there's quests in the game. Uh, you talk to people. They tell you to do things. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like you just start running out of things that, that are, in a, you know, that are new to talk about. And I totally get that. But I, I guess I guess the forward facing of the other I, teams is interesting or ironic to me because I feel like WoW set the standard early and said, here's how we have to interact with with the community and with, uh, you know, the fan base and with the forums and everything else, they established those norms at Blizzard and then everyone else seemed to just kind of follow those templates and do a really good job. It's just weird to see all of them doing that like crazy and have them, but have the WoW team seem to fold back some from that. You know what yeah. I mean? That's no, just but my I think, impression. You know, I, I do think there would be stuff to talk about and maybe not stuff that, you know, the, the general press would be interested in. It's not like, if you start talking about the different zones, if you have a presentation of each zone and the different, you know, the bestiary, the, the bestiary, bestiary, bestiary uh, the yeah. monsters, yes, the, the different <laughs> monsters that you're going to find, the different abilities, that's not stuff that the general press is going to be interested about, but that's stuff that we, as the WoW community, the existing WoW community, would be eating up. Mm -hmm. I think, I agree, we, we're not going to be... You know, we're not going to be interested in hearing, oh, there's a new quest in this zone where you have to go to kill 10 <laughs> wolves. No, obviously. But 
if you do a short presentation of, you know, in the same way that you have hero presentations for heroes, yeah. uh, you do a short presentation of a new zone, for example. This is what it is. This is what the factions are going to be. This is, and maybe it's because it's not finished and they don't want to do this. But for 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 the active WoW community, there would be stuff, and they're not giving us anything to anchor our love for the game on. And I think that's a failing on their part. I agree. Uh, here's another email from Brad. His, uh, real name is Mayor Brood. Well, his real name is Brad. A fake name is Mayor Brood on WoW and Twitter, he says. Hey, oh, you don't want to do the movie one? Oh, did I miss it? Oh, I skipped it. I didn't mean to. Here we go. Paul Teak wrote in. Thank you for point. I skipped past it. Uh, are you guys worried about the movie? I am. Something about it looks dot, dot, dot off. I know we are all excited about it and as biased as any group can be, but man, something seems wrong. Hardly any PR in the lead up. Lots of uh, lots of quiet on all sides. Am I alone here? Says Paul Teak. Um, no, I think he's on to something. Maybe. I mean, I, I don't think it necessarily spells doom for the movie, but again, a thing that you'd think would be extremely loud and proud is being very quiet. Now, I know that this is a thing where, you know, uh, Legendary Pictures is involved and in, in, in many in, in much of this is in charge, right? This is kind of their licensed product to make a movie. Blizzard doesn't get them, doesn't get to tell them how to market their film. Um, so I know this is different than a game being worked on at the, at the company, but I just feel like we should be hearing more stuff. And I agree with him. I don't know why we're not hearing more stuff. I mean, a couple of photos yesterday. Great. Uh, like when you're most, when you're most forward facing public connection to this is Duncan Jones, something's wrong. I mean, that's great. And it should be, and I'm and I'm stoked for his passion, and maybe that bodes well for the movie. But something's wrong with the marketing machine when he's the only guy talking, don't you think? <laughs> no, I agree. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily going to mean the movie is not going to be good, but it does feel a little bit weird. Um, and I want to believe that the the, the movie is going to be awesome, and that visually it's going to work the way we hope it's going to work, but. The reactions to the trailers were mixed uh, because of the the visual, you know, the art, the way the art direction has been defined. Uh, and you're right, we're not hearing a lot about it. Um, on the other hand, do you really want to have a movie with 15 different trailers? And it's we're still a few months, a couple of months off. Well, I don't know, two months off. We should be seeing stuff, don't you think? Yeah, just definitely, a, a little bit agree. more, not a ton, just a little, like something, like. Like I got more, I feel like I've seen, I saw more leading up to that stupid Egyptian gods thing that everyone hates with a passion. Uh, That thing were poorly, poorly, poorly reviewed. Um, I saw more for that than I'm seeing for Warcraft and it just seems odd. And usually when a studio gets quiet like this, it's not a good sign. Now, I look. Yeah, exactly. I think that's, that's the issue. The, the, the fact that we know historically when, when you, you're not hearing about, a movie or a game or usually what that means is the studio thinks it's gonna it's not gonna do super well so they're going light on the marketing because they don't want to spend too much money um because marketing as you know can represent a huge amount of the movie's budget you know yeah. it can be hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. it doesn't have to be that much here but it feels like they're saving money because that's what what's happened in the past for Things like that. Even small stuff. Um, like I was supposed to have an interview with, I may still, I guess, have an interview with Duncan Jones. And it happened right around the time his father died. So I, I, we had to postpone everything. But I haven't heard anything since. Even that feels weird that, I, that we may, that may not happen. Like, it's like everyone's shut down on this. And I don't know why. Like, it can't be terrible. I mean, how bad could it be? 
If even if, let's say it's bad, Patrick, how bad could it be? Like I don't think it's going to be. Now you're making me worry. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not. But I, no, I, I mean, I'm very excited. Let me make something clear before all the emails roll in. I am way bullish on this movie. I'm super jazzed about it, and I hope it's the movie that takes video game movie concepts to a new level where we don't we stop treating them like we used to treat comic books, and we can kind of bring it into the sort of do what Marvel did to comics. Let's do that to video games because they deserve it. I'm all in on it, but. You have to admit, silence is deadly sometimes. Yeah, and I mean, there's no reason to think the movie is not going to be good on the face of it. It's Duncan Jones, you know, uh, Moon, and uh, what was the other movie um, with Jake Gyllenhaal? Anyway, it was really good. And oh, uh, uh, source, source code, source code. There you go. Um, there's no reason to think the movie is not going to be good. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, I, I agree. You know, something about it seems dot, dot, dot off. Right. So we'll see. Uh, thank you, Brad. Or I mean, Paul Teak. Now here's Brad's email. Uh, Hi, Instance Crew. I love the podcast. I listen every week. My question for you is this. With the consistent criticism of lack of content, do you think that the public betas are the main reason for it? I work in the software industry, and I understand the need to properly beta test everything. But I am wondering if the saturation of beta content is shorten- shortening the window of the game. Or shorting the window of the game is what he wrote. I don't understand what that means. Anyway. <clears throat> people may uh, may be getting burned out before the game even launches, which greatly shortens the window for the current content. I avoid betas for narrative-driven games, so each WoW expansion tends to go a bit further for me than my friends who play the beta. I want to get your thoughts on this. Love the podcast. Keep up the great work, Brad. Uh, that's a really interesting point. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, like Our early access into Overwatch has certainly not soured me on Overwatch. Holy crap. Like It's done nothing but make me <laughs> so excited for when this thing is broadly available and everyone has it. Um, but in the case of Warcraft, maybe, because once again, I think you're playing an 11-year-old game, and at some point you're going to get in there early and see all this stuff and go, all right, well, I've kind of seen it all. I don't know why I should pay to see it again. You know, I don't know. There's There's... There, there's maybe something to his point. What do you, what do you think? Where's your head on this? Um, I don't know. I don't, you know, it's not different from what's been the way it's been done before. And it's not like everyone goes in and plays the, the alpha in this case. Uh, I think the number of people that actually do that is relatively small. So I, I don't think it, it plays into it more than the general way that the enthusiasm for new wow stuff has been diminished, uh, overall. Right. right, I don't think it's a specifically beta thing. Mm-hmm. Probably not. I think the betas are important, and I don't want them to change that. And I'm I'm one of those people who likes to poke his head in and see what's what, but I don't want to do too much of it. I want to save it for when the full game's out. So, yeah, same there, here. Yeah, and that and that makes us kind of in the middle. You know, like we're not either extreme. We're not avoiding them, and we're not, you know, trying to eat it all up before it comes out and then do it all over again. But I I don't know. I think there's no way around it. I think public betas for a game like WoW have to happen. Uh, without yeah. it, it's that sounds ridiculous. Like, what is that? What is that game that we don't get to beta test? I don't even know in 2016 what that is. Like, every game almost needs to be beta test. The complexity of these games, when we're talking about multiplayer games, highly complicated constructs and systems, that you can't make a game to not do that. So I don't know how you get around No, of that. course. You, you need the beta, of course. Yep. Yeah. I uh, got one here from... Chris, a.k.a. Ojaman on Battle.net, says, Hello, whoever happens to be on the cast this week. Well, it's me and Patrick. Uh, (laughs) Hearthstone, Heroes, and Overwatch have all succeeded or looked to succeed in being awesome Blizzard games in genres outside of what we had grown to know them for. 
What would each of your dream genres be for a new Blizzard game to take uh, to take on? I would love to see what they come up with with a purely single-player experience like a Tomb Raider-style game, something with a beginning and an end and not a multiplayer-focused game. How about you guys love the show? So that, that opens a question to me, whether or not Blizzard is ever interested in doing another purely story-driven game. Everything seems to be, with the exception of maybe Diablo, seems to be entirely focused on not just multiplayer, yeah, like and on, on Diablo, you sort of have to use air quotes when you're saying story in there. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you do. It has its moments, but you do have to use air quotes. And they want you to, I mean, if you want to get the best loot the quickest, you need to be rolling with friends. So it's, it's even in that case, it's more of a co-op drive. But, but they want to go esports and competitive so much with everything. So I'm not sure they ever will. I feel like the core, the, the core values of Blizzard are let's do a thing that's primarily you know competitive and then we'll we'll tack some story stuff on top of it overwatch's story is going to be very much told outside of the game which is exciting for me i'm jazzed about that but it's 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 definitely not you know a single player focused game in any regard so i don't know man i think i'm with him i wouldn't mind seeing metzen and his best story people put their heads together mickey nelson all these guys put their heads together and come up with like an amazing narrative driven game that that is a single player focus and, uh, you know, put it out on all the platforms. And I don't know what it is or what it looks like, or if it's in one of these, these universes we already know and love, but I would be all on that. That'd be great. Or maybe a, a game like that in the, the overwatch universe. Sure. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Or bring back, I dude, bring your Nova game back and make it proper. And <laughs> Starcraft ghost. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. It would be, it would be pretty awesome. I mean, obviously lizard has, succeeded in making interesting pretty much every kind of game they've touched they've released so obviously we would love to see that um personally i would love to see them tackle a fighting game mm. see what they would do in there because i'm a i'm a fighting game lover mm. but um the thing is i i do agree that they have interesting stories and interesting universes but their primary focus is always on innovating on the gameplay side. Right. So this is what they do incredibly well, I think. And uh, they have uh, a, a history, right, in, in doing competitive games that have... The thing is, they want to have games that, that exist for a very long time. Yeah. And the best way of doing that or having longevity in, in the games is to make them self-sustaining by having people play against one another. Um, so I don't know that they would even want to do a single-player game because it's the same kind of an investment money-wise, but then three months after it's out, it's done. You've finished it and you're, I, you're I, over. It's I, over. I so. think that's a, that is the... If there is one prescient point from this entire conversation, it's that, that they want games that... What did they say recently about... Um, is it Overwatch? I think they there was a quote from Morheim just recently on Twitter or somewhere, or maybe at Dice, but somebody had quoted him saying, we never do projects that that we see as having a limited shelf life. In other words... Yeah, I think it was I think it was Kaplan talking about Blizzard, uh, about Overwatch and expanding it. That may have been it. And things. and the point the point being that they don't they're never interested in doing a one-off or even a thing that has three sequels. Like they're not the kind of company that wants to be in the business of making the next Uncharted series. Uh, while those are lucrative games, it's a very different focus than what Blizzard focuses on, which is you're going to be playing something with the name StarCraft in it till the end of time, and you're going to be playing 
now something with Overwatch characters in it till the end of time. And Warcraft will never end with its spinoffs and its <laughs> offshoots. So I, I, I don't fault them for that. I think that's not only financially interesting, but it really solidifies your brand and your characters and your worlds as cultural tentpoles, you know? Like you become, in a lot of ways, they're the only company, certainly on PCs, that has created kind of the Mario mythos with their characters. Like one of the great things to do to, to aim for in gaming is to come up with a way to have something that's iconic and stays in your head forever and generations know about it. Mario is the best example of that. In some de- to some degree, Zelda's like that. and In some ways, Lara Croft is like that. But it's hard to do. And who's done it on PCs? I would argue Blizzard and nobody else. People know who Thrall well, is. People know who some of these characters are. I think Valve, Valve eh, maybe has Valve, yeah. some of that as well. But. Yeah, that's true. Like Gordon, yeah. if you said Gordon, but, Gordon Freeman in a, in the mall, if exactly. he yelled it, they, they, a good percentage of people would know what you were saying. It's a good point. Yeah, but um, anyway, but maybe maybe Blizzard has an even wider uh, reach, and uh, I think the reason they're doing these types of games is because, again, I think their primary focus is on gameplay. If you if you if you think of a company like Naughty Dog, since we're talking about, uh, uh, um, I was going to say Overwatch, about <laughs> Uncharted. Um, <laughs> Gameplay is okay, it's fun, but the the primary focus of the game is storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, to an extent, I would even argue that in in Bioware games, it's the same thing. It's it's almost you know storytelling is more important than um, than uh, uh, gameplay. For Blizzard, it's not the case. For Blizzard, gameplay is definitely the primary focus that you that the teams are are um, well focusing on. It doesn't mean that there isn't storytelling. Of course there is, and we've see, all seen and enjoyed that. But, And when you're focusing on gameplay so much, I think g- the games you create naturally evolve into that multiplayer, cooperative, or you know, competitive type of games. I think that might be why they're, they're doing it like that. But, I think um, so, too. I agree. Uh, we got one more email from... Who's this? This is... I don't know. He didn't leave his name. All right. Anyway, it says, Hey, Instance Crew, Blizzard should scrap LFR and introduce solo raids. You can raid on your own time for the same item level as LFR, and you are accompanied by two NPCs who uh, pertain to the current story. Depending on your role, which uh, will depending on your role will determine your NPCs and which ones join you, or they can play a different role, hybrid classes, and so on. The bosses, mechanics, and all that stuff you encounter will only pertain to your role, tank, DPS, or heals. If you play as a tank or a healer, the amount of damage you take or heals you provide will determine the damage that your NPCs will inflict on the boss. This will uh, grant you current raid experience and allow more focus on the lore of the expansion, more cutscenes and such. Love the show. Game on. I love this idea. Um, I know it's complicated. I know it means a lot of development. It's probably not a simple uh, thing for them to introduce, but I love the idea of giving more players an opportunity to see more raid content who just don't want to find 25 people and do Mythic or whatever. Uh, this, this This is a decent idea. I do not think Blizzard will ever do it, though. I don't see any reason they'll do it, but I wish they would. I like that. Um, so a couple of things. First of all, my video is frozen, and I don't know why. Oh, this very, is very that's, annoying. That's disc- um, you look good here. You're moving still on our end. Right. So. Okay. Uh, well, on, on Twitch, I think it's frozen. Oh, anyway, um, so the, the thing is, I think this is a horrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, no, I, maybe I'm overstating it a little bit. I don't think it's horrible, but I think it's a very, very dangerous idea. Um, I, I, I think 
solo content exists uh already exists and that would be just you know kind of like more missions or the scenarios it would kind of be like scenarios that you're already doing uh solo during your level progression there are tons of those in the um the you know the 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 warlords there are there are a few scenarios where you go and you do specific stuff um on your own right Pandaria, and, Pandaria was full of that stuff too. That was a very, yeah. Pandaria yeah. actually, Pandaria is what I'm thinking about. Yeah. I was thinking about the the patches from Pandaria where you had a ton of those. Um, I don't think you can do a raid the way the raids are currently and just get people to just do that on your own. That wouldn't make sense. You're just moving around, and it, it would feel a little bit like the um, the ah. Oh, I, I can't speak today. The trials. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, the <laughs> now my brain went blank. Those, uh, the, those right, things, you know, you know right? I know what you mean. Yeah, what's um, it called? Shite. Anyway, keep going. I'm gonna find it. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I I don't think that would be really fun. The the reason raids are raids uh, is that you have to coordinate with a bunch of other people. That is what makes them interesting. If you if you take all of the other people out of this. Uh, the proving grounds. Thank you, Chad. There you the go. Proving yep, that's it. Um, if you if you take out the other people of that raid, you're just you end up with a kind of bigger proving ground. I don't think that's very interesting. I mean, I like, however, what he's the sentiment he's coming from, which is maybe more challenging single player content, mm-hmm. um, something that feels more like a, a, maybe something different that would be tailored towards uh, single players. Um, and I'm wondering if, you know, th- they were talking about the BlizzCon, the, the, the guild holes were meaning you could get some of your friends from your, you know, equivalent of your garrison and go out and have them help you do stuff. I don't know if they meant instanced content or if it was just the, uh, you know, the open world part of it. Yeah. But maybe there's some of that inserted into Legion. I don't sure. I hope so. Uh, anyway, it's an interesting point. I don't know. I, I'm all for more challenging single-player content. That's mainly where I'm at. So you said that pretty um, well. I think that is what I wish there was more of. Whatever, whatever I just, form. I just want to address something. Uh, some people are saying, yeah, it's easy for someone who has a good guild or you know close friends. The, the way you remedy that issue isn't taking everyone else. It's doing LFR. That's exactly why it's there. If you if you say well people don't have a guild so you allow them to do the the entire raid without anyone else in the raid I think the raid wouldn't be the experience that you think it would be it would just be a proving ground type of thing yeah well I uh, I don't I don't know what their plans are in terms of single player content outside of what we know about Legion but let's hope that there's a future with more of that let's mm-hmm. talk about Heroes of the Storm for a second Zool he's out. He's a necromancer. He makes dead things work for him. He's badass and great, and I think he's awesome, and uh, may heroes ever reign with him at its side. Uh, he's a fantastic new character. Have you had a chance to play with Zul at all? Unfortunately, I've been way too busy uh, trying to maintain a, a neutral win rate ratio at Overwatch. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, I kind of have been having the same problem. Actually, all my gaming has suffered a little bit, with the exception of Stardew Valley, by the way, which I can't recommend enough. I know it's not a Blizzard game, but um, it's on Steam and it's delightful. And if you if you even remotely like which something, uh, it's called Stardew Valley. It's kind of like um, if if uh, Animal Crossing and Harvest Moon got together on a Saturday night, got all hot and sweaty in the back of a car, and got pregnant and had a baby. Uh, All right, you lost me there. I'm pretty sure that Star Moon or Stardew Valley would be the uh, would be the offspring. It's really, really, really good. Super deep, super simple, super great. I love it. Anyway, uh, Zool, he's great. He's a necromancer. His abilities range from things like immediately raising dead minions that you've just killed to fight with him. There's a limit of four, five. I forget. I forget now. Anyway, they'll fight along with you. Great for pushing. Uh, pushing towers and that sort of stuff. Uh, he's a real threat in the lane with that ability. He's got this bone armor thing or not bone. I keep calling it bone jail, but it's basically like his bone prison. Yeah. Bone prison. It's his, it's his root mechanic and he'll put a little bone prison around you. Uh, he had a similar uh, ability or thing he did in, in Diablo two or a character like him in Diablo two did. And uh, those are great for roots. And then and by the way, I hope the game gets more and more roots because I don't like stuns as much as I like roots. Roots mean, you may not be mobile for a bit, but you can at least fight still. And stuns just mean you can't do anything. So I hope this. I hope they continue to move more towards uh, roots being the prominent CC and a little bit less uh, reliant on stunning. Anyway, <clears throat> he's uh, got this scythe thing where he summons it from behind you, and it comes toward him and hurts you and others in its path. And then I can't remember his ult. Oh, his ultimates are this uh, uh, poison blossom thing. <laughs> Listen to this all his high tech words I'm using. His poison blossom thing and bone jail. Um anyway, that thing spews out a bunch of poison. No, poison wait, Nova. It's it's wall of mages or Well, he has two of them. He's got the poison nova, that's your first choice, or you can do the wall of mages, which is uh like right. somewhere between Tassadar and um Oh, I can't think of another ult. But it's basically these these four mages, they get up, they're in the way, so they create a little bit of CC block, but they also shoot at you. Uh, while you're trying to get away, and they also slow you. So anyway, he's really cool. He's uh, an, an amazing addition to the game, and things just get better and better over there. So here- so it's uh, it, the, so basically, the last two heroes have been amazing. I've only heard good things about them. And, yeah, uh, Li Ming is amazing. She continues to be. Now she's like you know, you see her in every hero league match I'm ever in. You see her getting picked by by you know real teams. A bunch of competition just ended last week that. Featured uh, the North American finals, featured a bunch of the or semifinals. What were they? I missed a lot of it. But they anyway, they featured a lot of interesting picks. That meta is shifting like crazy. And um, I don't know. Just love that you game. Know, I it's <laughs> my life is so hard. I want to play more heroes, Aww. but there are games that I want to play more. You poor guy. How do you live with yourself yeah. knowing that you, you have to choose one game over another? This must be so it's, hard you for know, you. I keep I keep thinking I I I really want to play more heroes and I want to play my I want to improve with my Vala which I I was studying to get good at before the Overwatch beta came back yeah. and um I'm I'm actually surprisingly excited about that game. I think I'm going to get back into it a little bit. Yeah, play it some today. Why not? It's a Saturday it's Friday night. It's Finland. There's nothing going on. It's just see through people everywhere you look. Just plop down, play a little heroes. You'll be glad you did. Uh, all right, now let's talk about Overwatch because, yeah, Overwatch is also rad. 
they just put up a patch that was interesting. I've been playing Lucio like a freak. Love him. Just all the time. My favorite healer in the game. Totally fun to play. But they nerfed him from 200 <laughs> down to 150 life uh, hit points. And man, he just gets destroyed now. He's just like a little piece of paper. Walks into the room. <laughs> dead. You can well, get... as he should. Well, should I mean... he though? Should he? Why should he? Give well, me an argument. Yes. Give me an yes. argument. Why? Why? So the problem is he was by far the strongest uh, support. Or not the strongest, but the one that was getting chosen, uh, picked all the time. Yeah. Um, and he needed to be brought down a little bit. He has a lot going for him, but he's just so much more efficient and easy to play than every other uh, support character that it didn't it was silly it's it's it was too much okay. so right. yes i'll give you that i realize i'm biased i thought he was great he wants to break it down all the time i get it it's fine <laughs> he says amp it up i think he says f it up so i love him and i will never not love him and i'll keep playing him when i when i get the chance but uh, genji also a deserved nerf from 200, oh, 200 down to 150 yeah he's got the same crappy life points and that is a good thing he needs to he needed to be brought down so, a freaking peg, dude. So let me guess. You played Lucio and you didn't play Genji. <laughs> that's exactly right. Well, I mean, that's part of it. Um, also, Genji's just such a threat in the back line and never seems to die. And I, I agree. He needed, he needed something. And I will admit, grudgingly, that Lucio, Lucio needed, um, you know, he was, he was also a little high on himself. And so it's yeah. fine. These guys are right where they should be. They're where the other guys already were. Like um, Zenyatta was already at this number. Uh, who else? Some other yeah, uh, Tracer. Tracer, um, right? Tracer is also and Diva. Diva. Diva outside of her mech is only 150 or something. So mm. you know, there's there's but, plenty of other examples of characters who are also you know lightweights like that. So it's fine. It's fine. And absolutely, Genji should should be a little bit. I mean, something needed to be done with Genji because he would survive for ever mm -hmm. and he would be just as annoying if not more than tracer and you would have no way of dealing with him because he was he's just so fast and mobile that uh you would shoot him the, the thing is when they they are at 150 life mm -hmm. you can get them in in possibly one fully charged uh widowmaker shot and two shots for many others uh many other characters so there are a lot easier to deal with than if you have to shoot them two times or three times yeah. that's really what it, it brings them down to so um great so yeah what you're telling me is that is that now widowmaker's op is that what you're telling me now you have to i'm telling you that she can take care of one of those characters in <laughs> that she can actually kill them before they have time to escape and get some health pack and come back and ruin your life again. Yeah. And they were also harder for her to hit as, as it is. Cause they're both so fast and, and limber. Yeah. I mean, hell Lucio's got a speed boost when he wants to use it. So it's probably fine. Um, let's talk about the biggest, the biggest change though, which is now a little bit old. This didn't come with this patch, but um, a couple of patches ago, they, they severely nerfed uh, the uh, uh, bastion. And made him so he had hardly any of the life points or armor he used to get. They uh, took away what else? They oh they um, so when he would get into siege mode, he would heal or whatever turret mode, right? No, um, so basically they took away half of his health, a little bit more than half of his health in um, turret mode. But they boosted and his damage uh, back to what it used to be, so his damage is still pretty they, hardcore. 
they uh, reduced the um, the the spread, the damage, the bullet spread on his uh, uh, sentry mode, not sentry, the one where he's roaming around, yeah. uh, recon mode. Yeah. So they made him a little bit more mobile, and they also nerfed the Torbjorn turrets. I, we talked about this in the previous episode. I yeah, think we so. did a little bit. So all of that stuff happened, but I guess my point is now let's bring it to today. I rarely even see turrets in the game anymore. I mean, I see them, but I don't see them like I used to. Nobody's... Nobody's turtling up with, you know, five turrets and, and one Genji anymore. They're all, in fact, most of the games I've played in the last few days, it's virtually no turrets. If there's one at all, it's Torbjorn. I hardly see Bastion anymore at all. So did they neuter really? him? Is he just, are you not seeing him? Or what are you seeing over there? What do you, when you play, do you see a lot of Bastion? Yeah, I think it's, it's usually when you get into defense, a lot of people are going to play, uh, they're gonna. There's gonna be one turret at least, I think, in most games, and um, it, it's it's still a little bit annoying for new players. I think you're you're saying that the turret meta has kind of settled down. I don't find that it has settled down quite completely, um, but it might also be because I don't know about you, but I've been playing with a lot of new players in the past week or two. Yeah. Roughly, it seems to me they're inviting a lot of people, and there's th- always this ramp up when you're when you're first. Um, uh, the chat room is saying they got rid of the shield. That was when the beta first came back. It's old news, old news. Yeah, very room. old news. Yeah. Um, That's long gone. The the I think the when you, when you first uh, get into the game, the turrets are a nightmare for you. And since there are, there have been so many new players coming into the game, uh, it's sort of we've seen a little bit of a resurgence of that. Uh, that's my experience, but it's anecdotal. Well, it could but, be, uh, but I agree with you that there are more people. I seem seem to be a lot more people playing, and I'm hearing from people who are most definitely not in the podcast, YouTuber, whatever communities, streamers. They're just regular old folk emailing in and going, "I got in. I want to play with you guys." Like, there's plenty of people getting in, and that's exciting to me. Because it means they're, uh, you know, they're feeling good about capacity. They want to ramp that up, see where that takes them. And that means we're getting awful close to that freaking date. So stack and up, there was the um there was the dev diary um, oh, yeah. that, uh, yeah, Kaplan you know, did. the one about the rank mode. Yeah, hold on. Kaplan, I'm going to find this and we can just hear a piece of it. Well, yeah. Uh, Basically. Yeah, go ahead. Give us, the, give, us the sim- give us the simple uh, thing. Basically, he was talking about the ranked mode and uh, what they were trying to accomplish with the ranked mode. And he made a pretty good point about how what people expect from a ranked mode. And different people are going to be expecting very different things. Um, Some people are going to expect just having a place where they can play a little bit more seriously and have you know the quick match be something fun and the ranked mode just everyone trying a little bit harder you know this is the the game you actually want to play when you're trying to play your best the, the best you can right. uh, some people are going to want to have a an actual tournament system not tournament but like having people ranked from knowing exactly where they stand in the population of Overwatch and uh, that is a lot more difficult because you have to take people from uh, the smallest, uh, the the lowest player who's ever played the game to the best player in the world. And you have to get all of these people together in the one system and get them on a, on a proper ladder 
it's it's really hard. Um, so he was talking about how they were trying to to address as many of the concerns and the wants of all of the players, but basically preparing us for the idea that they're probably not going to be able to please everyone because obviously it's impossible to please everyone. Um, And he also talked about the idea of solo queue and something really interesting that he mentioned, he was saying the more people you queue or rather the less people you queue with, the more frustrating your experiences and the more angry you get at your teammates. Mm. Um, I think that's a pretty good point. If you're queuing with just, you know, just yourself, um, it makes you more prone to being angry at everyone else. If you're with two people, a little bit less, three people, I mean, it seems pretty obvious, but mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, an interesting point to try and maybe explain why they would think of not having a solo queue. That being said, I really hope they have a solo queue because if you have to be at least two or three people, it's going to diminish my involvement in the ranked play a lot. And I'm sure other people think that a lot of other people think the same way. Yeah, I wonder how much of these lessons they're trying to glean from the heroes experience with the way they've handled that stuff. You can solo queue, you can mm-hmm. go in with two, but then you can't do any more than that unless you do five. I'm sure they don't want to do that level of granularity, but I hope they get all that worked out. I think, yeah. I think one or two would be good and then five, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but um, on the other hand, you know, they were saying how much more difficult it is for them to uh, rank people properly because you might, depending on your the character you play, you're not going to be as good. And and during the game, you're going to be changing lots, lots of times uh, the character you play. So it's a very different game from every other type of you know, rank play they've, they've had, even at the company and obviously in, in the entire world. Yeah. So it's it's not an easy thing to tackle, and they're working on it. But uh, I think this this felt like a fair warning. These are the issues we're encountering, so we might be able to fix some, but maybe not all of them. He also talked near the end about a few other details, and one of them was local server tests and matchmaking. Uh, we talked about matchmaking, but local server tests is interesting. They're talking about having servers based on a LAN environment, uh, that seems exciting for some people who are concerned that this is always this sort of, you know, closed system in that these are Blizzard servers and so on. But if there is a server, even if it has to reach out and sort of shake hands with Blizzard master servers, but if you could have, I don't know, a, a LAN party with 25 of your closest friends and all running off of a, uh, you know, an internal LAN-based gigabit server, for Overwatch, that's very exciting. I don't. There's none of this is a confirmation of that. But if they're testing that environment, that's either one of two things or both. That's either them ramping up, getting ready for the esports side of this thing, which needs internal servers, which means they need to be super efficient. They have to be reliable. They have to be able to, you know, be peer reviewed by the by everybody who's sort of judging the competitions. Like all that stuff's very serious. Or or and or in in addition to that, it could be that they're going to let us do this very thing and have some sort of server environment that we can run on local uh, local servers and not have to rely on web-based stuff. So I'm pretty jazzed about what that could mean, or at the very least, I'm excited that they're, I don't know, getting that settled because that means we're going to get competitive play on some large level soon, uh, which I'm still very interested in seeing how they pull all that off. Like, I think they really want to make this uh, an esports-focused game, and the only other truly comparable game to it right now in the market is Counter-Strike Go. And if they want to do that, 
I want to see what they're going to do to make it better. Because right now, FPSs are okay to watch competitively, but they're not great. So let's make it great again, Donald <laughs> Trump. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's it for Overwatched. Um, what else? That's it. I think we're done. That's uh, it? Yeah, I want to remind people. By the way, we read all those emails in the beginning, and I forgot to mention this. If you want to send in your own, it's super simple. The instance at gmail.com. And uh, I know we probably got a few calls waiting in the wings. I didn't have time to process those, but 801-471-0462 is the phone number. A little bit of business. A reminder, I will not be here next week. I'll be in Mexico. Uh, How dare you, sir? I know. First vacation in like 15, 18 years or something, like a real one. So I'm I'm excited. My wife is beyond the moon excited. Uh, I don't do this very often, so I'm going to be gone all next week. But we'll be back the following week to follow up on anything that was going on while I was gone. Uh, Patrick, anything you'd like to mention before we go? Anything cool happening in your neck of the woods? Uh, not Patrick on Twitter and Facebook and a bunch of shows on frenchspin.com. One of them being the Phyllis Club where we get people from different countries to talk about stuff that they think is important and that is actually a lot of fun. And Pixels, of course, a general gaming show a general gaming news show that you can listen to next episode should be recording on monday do you have and uh have you, have you had anybody come on the the phileas lately and be like uh like uh, explain all this trump weirdness has anyone done that uh actually tom Merritt was on uh last month yeah and he talked about that and uh hmm so he he he's basically always being his very neutral mm-hmm. calm uh tom and yeah. he sort of calmed me down a little bit and uh <laughs> i don't understand how he can be so reasonable that his reasonableness lead you know leaks into other people yeah but um, he's really yeah, good at that and, yeah and then of course i got worked up again afterwards <laughs> but uh <laughs> he has to pull he has to call, uh, get me down out of that tree constantly so i totally understand uh, well, anyway, yeah. that's a great show. People should be listening to it. And I missed that month for some reason. I'll need to go check it um, and hear Tom be reasonable. Why not? Uh, <laughs> you can find me on uh, Twitter as well, at Scott Johnson. Of course, Patrick at not Patrick. The instance.net is our website. All links point to there. So you can go check that out. There are more shows just like this one at frogpants.com. Thank you all for being here. Until next time, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.